Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Heather Uncensored. Hello, hello. Look who's back from Canada, from the Trucker's Convoy. Oh, Sylvie and Ethel, I can't wait to hear all about your experience in Ottawa. It could take days to tell you. Well, first of all, how did you get across the border without being vaccinated? We snuck over, of course. How the heck did you sneak over the border? Well, I have a lot of relatives and some of them live very close to the border. <laughs> you know we Acadians always try to live near the woods. Oh, Doc, if you could have seen us on our bellies. If a Mountie showed up, we were going to say we were looking for cranberries. At this time of year? <laughs> what do they know? Wow. So, anyways, how was the event? I had to stay very calm, not let my blood pressure go up too high. But that Trudeau, such a coward, he is an embarrassment as a Frenchman, although he is not Acadian. And he is an elite Frenchman. Two points against him. We would never be so dishonest when it comes to medical freedom, dealing with our bodies. I was in shock that people were backing him. I mean, don't have a clue what's going on. Oh, Justin and Sophie are so sweet. They wanted to help us so much. I mean, don't they know Justin owns all that nanoparticle stuff in British Columbia for the vaccine? He's going to milk that till the end. He has those people around his baby finger. Terrible. Did you speak to the truckers? Oh, yes, sir. I got up into the cabs and we talked all night. Beautiful inside that cab and out on the streets and all the children playing. I even went into a bouncy house. We don't have those in Cape Breton. It was thrilling. We listened to Paul Alexander and Julie Paness. I knew them because they'd been on your show. Well, they were some nice. Reckon both of them will be have a place in Canadian history. Trying so hard to get people to understand the stakes. Well, I was so proud that they'd been Canadians. And that it was Canadians that got this trucker convoy to end mandates going all the way across those 4,000 miles? That was something. Okay, the honking got to me, but it's a small price to pay for freedom. But people saying they are white supremacists, that we are white supremacists, that is a lie and just plain stupid. I had friends there hadn't seen in years. Black. Jamaican, African, gay and lesbian, trans, you name it, a wide range who want their freedom back. Yes, that was easy enough to see on the videos on Rebel News or on Rumble. And they were on YouTube. Listening to these people, there's hope. Not everyone is cowering in fear at home. Paul and Julie and the trucker activists were so beautiful, telling the truth. Yeah, it's lucky for that because that's exactly what Fauci and Freeland and Trudeau don't want you to do. But so many don't listen. We all have been called not just misinformed and conspiracy theorists, but murderers. It's just shocking how ignorant people are. They believe Fauci and all his lies. You just have to read Bobby Kennedy's book, The Real Anthony Fauci, to show what a monster he is. Or Peter and Ginger Braggan's book. He's got some detail in there. I read those books and also John Rappaport's book, AIDS, Inc., from the 80s while you two were away. You know, Fauci got AIDS treatment so wrong. I hope he goes to prison. His treatment plan, ACT, killed my dear, beautiful friends, Chris and others. I mean, I'll never forgive him for that. I imagine now that the New York theater scene is happening, the ghosts of all those men hovering around the stages are crying their hearts out. I always cautioned my patients, but who knew what was what back then? They scared us then too. 
tabernacle. It is indeed intimidating when our false self-declared emperors threaten truth-tellers and freedom defenders with condemnation, labels of terrorism, and threats of force and imprisonment, as it always has been in history. We have to find so much courage every day to just have our day in peace. They will try every which way to scare us. Let me read you this from my cousin Florette, a scholar at Université de Montréal. The source of my own courage in this drama is to know again and again that what I am and what we each are is the eternal essence behind all the dramas, the great ocean depths that are ever untouched by the storms that come and go upon the surface. It is time to awaken, time to awaken to that which is timeless. That is how we find courage, for there is no true danger in that which we truly are. Wow, that's beautiful and perfect. <laughs> One thing I have been thinking about is that since the 70s, many, many people have gone on deep inner jury, realize our authority does not come from government, men or women, but from that part of us that is eternal, the light with a capital L. Exactamente. Uh, that is why people like you, Doc who follow the laws of nature and healing, can share a path with others who put their face in something eternal. All the ridicule and shame can't touch it. It still takes work. I mean, for all those like the doc who understand healing and people get scorned. Well, ignorance rules, as my granddaughter would say. I thought I would read some quotes from the Bregan's book. I mean, they will be on the next episode or a couple anyways from now. And for anyone listening who doesn't know what's going on, this may help. They may not want to know the truth, but I will try my best to show them why it is imperative to support ending the vaccine and mask mandates. The choice, it's theirs, but our choice must be recognized and upheld. I mean, this is destroying families and friendships, but to trust Trudeau or Fauci, where does that come from? When you just have to find the littlest of information and you know they are crooks. That pretty boy just has to shake his hair and everyone is reminded of one of the Beatles. As for Fauci, he's as ugly as he is evil, harming all those foster children and the dogs. And the people in India and Africa. People don't even think anymore. Yeah, let alone pick up a book and read it. Or use their critical thinking skills. Or read a blog. But that's it. They don't think anymore. What about the masks? It gives a false sense of security. And so people think they are protected and don't keep up with taking care of their health. They don't wash their hands, take zinc and vitamin D regularly, as you say. They are stressed, so they binge on sugar, which makes their thinking skills even worse, as the sugar causes inflammation in the brain. Right, Doc? <laughs> yeah, I taught you guys well, huh? <laughs> There's a buildup of exhaled hair in the mask, and this compromises oxygen levels. Oh, point for me. And increases breathlessness and decreases the immune system. And the water vapor eggs on the virus and so increases the person's viral load. It's also nuts. Not thought out at all. Exactly. This is what the mask has been doing to our children and why it's so important that they don't wear it. They don't need it. There's zero risk. You can just ask... Paul Alexander, he's an epidemiologist. He's done all the research. We know that children do not transmit it. They do not take it home with them. There is no point. And it's heartbreaking to see all these children out there even playing games outside and they're still wearing the mask. And that's a whole other story that we'll get into at some point because 
that's creating a whole new level of trauma for these kids. It's almost as if the kids that are still wearing these masks, they have some kind of way that they want to be not seen or hide from something. They're traumatized about something, but we'll leave that for now. You know, there's been so many offshoots of this mandate and none because the science says it's helping. It's actually harming. But the mandate gives the opinion the virus is so very dangerous when it isn't. It's worse to frighten people needlessly. I mean, obviously you need to protect the vulnerable, but unless you have comorbidities, you know, you can weather it out. I mean, even if you're older, it's less dangerous than the flu and the comorbidities can be healed. Naturopathic medicine is based on that through food and hydrotherapy, homeopathy, botanical medicine, even positive thinking. The old naturopathic doctors knew that back in the 1800s. That's what it's all about. Well, how about the masks? It seems like a test of what people will allow in terms of their civil liberties. So many just going along with a policy that doesn't work. Not only does it not work, but babies born during COVID time have a decrease in IQ. That's what the studies are showing, 20%. I like this line from Bregan's book. At the very least, we can say the argument for the effectiveness of masks is weak and the cost of wearing them is high in terms of causing and aggravating cardiovascular and respiratory illnesses, diminishing social interactions, and making dictatorial politicians feel they can demand of the citizens ever more submission and forsaking of liberty. I think it's those people who like to virtual signal at the expense of the facts. Yeah, that's a good point. But, you know, let's just talk about all these different things that, you know, the lockdowns and the vaccines and what these mean to people because public health measures cause so many problems. They cause so many deaths and not just from, you know, the actual COVID measures or, um, or even the vaccines, but also teenage suicides and the depression, the addictions are soaring and the hospitals and other healthcare facilities were not available for people needing operations because they saw COVID as such a threat, but it's not. It's all been such a big scam. It's, it's not even as bad as a flu. And you know, the bottom line is they want us under their control. Whereas natural medicine, naturopathic medicine has so many ways, even just steaming the nasal passages to expunge the, the virus. But, and then they wanted ivermectin and hydrochlorine and that was banned. So the damage, the deaths have been enormous and we need to root out these people in control who recommended or insisted on the vaccine, like Fauci, Trudeau, Biden, and any health professional who has gone along with it. Because the vaccines, they are, you know, as we know, they're genetic, experimental, and these are things that should never be forced on people. They create neurological problems, heart inflammation, anaphylactic shock, Bell's palsy, paralysis. I mean, just this month, a really uh, a smart um, judge with integrity re released the 32 pages of side effects from Pfizer's vaccine. 32 pages. And you're forcing that on us? You know, I think that the problem with people is that they have gone into this mass delusion our shadows individual shadows are joining with other shadows but before i get into that i just want to say one of the things we need to do is look at the world and i think that 
it is true that all these corporations are really just owned by two companies, Vanguard and BlackRock. And that's the truth because corporate capitalism has become so overbearing in this country that it's really not true capitalism or it's not the free enterprise system anymore. And so that capitalism and communism are basically locked in an ideological war with each other. And they're really very similar, right? They've joined to work against, you know, uh, an America or Canada that's free and that that is based on true de democracy. And the fact that even Biden has adopted the Great Reset and, um, you know, that whole thing has gone down by Klaus Schwab, believing that we should all be happy because we don't own anything. Well, that is crazy because somebody has to own it. So what we have is these predatory capitalists masquerading as idealistic utopians, right? And so now, you know, corporate America is actually now corporate global, the world, and they don't have any patriotic ties to individual countries like America. And so there's no commitment to protecting free enterprise, which is basically in the hands of small business owners like the truckers. And what's happened is the corporations have been way too powerful. Like I said, those two companies that, that own, I mean, they basically own America. They own the globe. And these are the kind of things that we need to really think about because this is everything. This is every company, whether it's a pharmaceutical company, a tobacco company, even Apple, insurance companies, banks. They've just snatched up all these companies. And so it's a complete monopoly. Monopoly. And this is no different than what happened with the Flexner Report of 1910, when I talk about my book, Surviving a Viral Pandemic, because that's why we rely on pills. That's why we think vaccines are such the, oh, you know, heaven sent. And we don't know how to take care of our bodies naturally. And so it's really important for us to understand that there is a deeper force that we need to understand. And that begins with understanding that the Nuremberg Code of 1947 has been completely destroyed by the fact that people are forcing people to get mandates to go to work. And in that time, if you don't know the Nuremberg Code, that came about because of all the atrocities that happened to the Jews and the gypsies and the gays. And they saw Jews predominantly as vermin, as just like less than human. And they experimented on them and they were injected with all these horrible things and they killed them and they maimed them. And so we need to talk about that. We need to understand that we do not, we, we don't want to recreate this. I mean, right now there's a Nuremberg 2.0 because we have to address this. But there is so much fear of the COVID virus and there's intense pressure to get the vaccine. Otherwise, you know, social rejection, you're not part of the community. It's a terrible thing. So, you know, they, they, they believe that individuals are disease carriers and that's why they wear masks and they get the vaccines. And even, you know, people like... Um, mayors of the largest cities in America, Bill de Blasio, tell on your neighbors who weren't following the lockdown rules. Or the mayor of LA, you know, the city will turn off utilities if you have a party. You choose to be with a group of people, you're not allowed to do that. This is crazy. This is not democracy. And one thing that's really a problem 
that's really shown this whole thing of the idea of the great reset, which is really rich people wanting to, you know, rule the world, was the World Economic Forum, or is the World Economic Forum, that was started by Klaus Schwab. And his first annual conference was at Davos in Switzerland in 2017. And you may hear the people referencing this. And what the World Economic Forum was about, well, at that time was people were so, these people were so, these wealthy and influential people were so scared of Trump because he was an individualist and anti-government stance. And, you know, they, so America wouldn't be so subservient with China. And for some reason... That's the whole thing, right? They, they really want to join with China because they want to see us not have the rights just like the Chinese people do. And I've experienced that when I was in China. I mean, it's, it's really terrifying. And people really need to understand that China is the greatest military, economic, and political threat to democracy in the free world. And when that happened that Fauci approved funding for Wuhan Institute of Virology for the gain of, gain of function, which means that you're doing research that, you know, can be really harmful, as we saw, as we see. And in fact, just, you know, I know a lot of people don't like Obama anymore, but he actually called for uh, a moratorium on that research. So what happened is Fauci ignored him, and that is such a dangerous way to do research. Why do it? I mean, it's so ridiculous. But anyways, um, and you might also hear of DARPA, which is the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, and it has a history of human experimentation. They were thrilled that of this COVID-19 um, going on and the tragedy because, you know, they love to experiment. It's the same thing going back to, you know, with the Nazis. And that's why people will say this is equal to Hitler. And people get so annoyed, angry. How can you possibly say that? Because we know how harmful the vaccines are. And it is against anybody who is interested in democracy from having something injected into you. It's not just because I'm a naturopathic physician, and I think that the laws of nature should be the ones that we obey, because there's not somebody telling you that you have to, Sure, you can have pills when you need to, but it's just so ridiculous how people just obey the whole, you know, the pharmaceutical companies. So it's all part of the same thing, just as with the uh, Flexner, Flexner Report of uh, 1910, which was organized by Rockefeller and Carnegie, again, the, you know, the oil barons, equivalent to what we see today with the people who like Vanguard or BlackRock. So I just wanted to bring up some of these terms briefly, because what I really want to talk about is the divisions between family and friends. And I want you to think about that. How are we going to heal this enormous divide? The people who are pro-vaccine, pro-mask, um, anti-medical freedom. You know, you have to think about things personally. I've been called a murderer by a childhood friend on Facebook. That's the worst I've been called, but I've been called lots of other things. So I look at this woman, I think, how can I ever be friendly with her again? She is so misinformed. She has no idea how deadly the vaccine is or how severely damaging it can be and that it must be a choice. 
You'd think that there was nothing else. You'd think that this was um, Ebola 10 times or, you know, something that, even Ebola, that's another question too, but something so deadly, and it's not. In any case, how do you start that conversation with someone like that? You know, even if I wanted to. (sighs) Because from my point of view, um, which you can read in my upcoming book, Transforming Trauma, and I believe I'm correct, is that how we see the world is through the lens of our deepest trauma, even if only subconsciously. Until we do the work to address our trauma, our psychological trauma, whether from growing up in a dysfunctional family or experience a violent incident like rape or murder of a loved one, so many things, until we can see how that has affected us, affected our biochemistry, manifested perhaps in certain diseases, we aren't going to know who we are and why we deny certain aspects of reality, such as critical thinking. This is the why we are calling this time, not just an individual experience, but mass psychosis. Our individual shadows have joined with others in denial. So I think that what we need to do And to be honest, I actually don't know how to get people to think critically or how to reach over that divide except to stay strong in myself and to meditate every day and to empower myself to to read and to know what is true. And I look to people like, um, I think my favorite person at this time is Dr. Paul Alexander because he tells it like it is. And he talks about the fact that, you know, we've really got to be arresting these people and tried for crimes against humanity, those people who were in charge of approving the COVID vaccine, these pharmaceutical companies who just wanted to make money. Uh, I think it's true that the FDA and the CDC, they must be shredded. They're completely liars. They completely, it's a crime against humanity, just like it was during the Nazi era. And that's why the Nuremberg Code came out. How can they demand people get an experimental vaccine with no safety studies? And these are kind of the things that we need to think about. And so how do we go forward? How do we go forward? I'm not sure. Uh, If you have any ideas, you could email me. (laughs) Because even right now, with the propaganda, I mean, in terms of Ukraine, yes, it's really, really horrible what's happening there. But so many more people, People have been killed by our own politicians and public health officials by condoning and promoting the vaccines. And these people must be arrested. That really is the first thing. So there's a few things that we can do. As I said, get strong, meditate, read. So you're speaking from a truthful place, a place that you know is correct. Keep looking, Um, standing up to even like the mayors of Los Angeles and New York and going to the rallies and joining with people in different groups. But the bottom line is that we need to maintain individual liberty. I don't want to follow on somebody else's. You may think that having surgeries for this, that, and the other are the greatest thing ever. I know that there's prevention and I know that there's natural medicine for almost anything. I don't have to go to all that way. So, um, Again, we come back to the whole thing about Socrates and the unexamined life is not worth living. 
So people, start, if you're not doing it, start thinking critically. When my daughter was, uh, I guess she was 10 years old, we, we got um, a television for the first time when we were in Vancouver. We used to live in the country, wilderness. Um, and I said, look, when you look at these commercials, don't just take them face on. Uh, these are people trying to sell you something. So you've got to see what they're saying. And she became such a great critical thinker. And we need to do that. It's really a lot of these advertisers, they get the best psychological help to be able to manipulate. Well, okay, so they get to sell their products, but they also get to manipulate people. And if you understand that we as people have been manipulated by the media, then we need to dig ourselves out of that. And I do believe, as I said, that the best thing to do that is to really look at things that you're reading, see who's saying it. For example, the other day, someone on Facebook, this medical doctor I know, she said, well, you should really be reading Paul Offit. Well, Paul Offit is a pediatrician and he believes in vaccines. I believe vaccines are child abuse. I believe masks are child abuse. And I'm not, you know, I'm telling you that there's risks to all these things. There's no reason that we have to have these vaccines. What we need is a healthy diet. We need a clean environment without all these toxins. We need to be able to teach our children about how to communicate, how to be creative. There are so many different ways to do things. But this person thinks that I'm very ignorant, that I'm ignoring the status quo, and I don't know what I'm talking about. And that's true. I had somebody else, a childhood friend, say, oh, you're so misin misinformed. We had everyone at this wedding be double vaxxed and boosted. And I'm like, oh, my God, you know, two, three, four, five years. You don't know. Let's check up on these people. That would be a good experiment. Did they get cancer? Did they get heart inflammation? Did they become infertile? I mean, it's time now for people who are not informed to be quiet, to shut up. Got to listen to the people like Paul Alexander and the people who've been doing the research, people who've been treating people successfully, successfully with COVID. In any case, this is my point of view, and I wanted to state that before we go on. I will be interviewing um, Dr. Peter Bregan, who wrote the book, COVID-19, Global Predators, We Are the Prey hopefully with his wife, Ginger, who he co-wrote it with him. And in case I don't get to say that at that um, next episode, he 30, how many years ago, 35 years ago, when I started practice in Vancouver, I had his book, Toxic Psychiatry. I am so indebted to him because he was able to show me that there was someone who, as a psychiatrist, could tell the truth. And that's what we all need to do to tell the truth.